1: Welcome in, everyone, to Scoop Du Jour. I'm Jordan Black. I've mentioned this in previous episodes. My first sports anchoring job was in Greenville, Mississippi. It's a tiny town in the Mississippi Delta, population about 35,000 amazing people and incredible sports. There is so much passion and enthusiasm in this area. And one of the teams that we covered very heavily was Mississippi Valley State, In Itabina, Mississippi, about 45 minutes from Greenville. Mississippi Valley State is a historically black university, home of the Delta Devils. And what Valley State is known most notably for, I'd say, is its incredible football team from the 80s that featured Willie Totten at quarterback, Jerry Rice at wide receiver, coached by Archie Gunslinger Cooley. Coach Cooley was kind of the architect of this really pass-oriented offense as we know it today, the no-huddle offense. And those two, at quarterback and wide receiver, get a ton of the praise, but really they lifted Valley State into national spotlight and were game changers, to say the least. That's why I'm so excited today to have Willie Totten on the other side of the mic. He is so humble, yet so proud of his accomplishments. And I love that because it reminds me of the episode we had with Maddie Gardner where she shared how important it is to be humble, but but excited and proud of all that you've achieved. And I think Willie Totten does that so well. He shares what it was like to play with Jerry, what he saw from him in college, what it was like to go undrafted during a time when he thought he would and how hard that was on him, what it was like to play for Coach Cooley, what it was like to grow up in the Delta and still call it home today, um, and so many other powerful and incredible and fun stories. So I'm really eager to share this episode with you all. If you like this episode, as always, please like, rate, subscribe, review anywhere you get your podcasts. And without further ado, here's this week's episode with Willie Totten. <laughs> All Welcome into Scoop Du Jour, Willie Totten. I'm so excited because this is nostalgic for me. You are a former quarterback at Mississippi Valley State, current coach um, at Southern University, coaching quarterbacks. And um, I love this, Coach Totten, because I want to introduce you with when I was doing some research, um, the line that I saw on Valley's website. You ready? A bona fide legend in Itabina and throughout the Mississippi Delta. And that is how I knew you because I have to tell you a story before I continue to welcome you in. So first of all, thank you for being.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: My connection is that my first job was in Greenville, Mississippi. And for so many people who don't know what Greenville, Mississippi is or where that is, it's tiny town right near Itabina, And we covered Mississippi Valley State very heavily. And everyone knows Valley State because Valley State stadium is rice totten stadium so my first uh day on the job at valley was a thursday That saturday the game valley was hosting alabama a&m and you were at alabama a&m at the time so my mentor now but my boss at the time stephen robinson was like we gotta hurry we gotta get to the game because we gotta go get some b-roll of mr willie totten and so that was my first introduction to you
2: right well i i tell you yeah, I tell you, Steven is a great guy. I've been knowing him for throughout my career, uh, especially during my coaching. He came in at the same time uh, I think I came in as the head coach. So, so Steven and I, we go way back uh, uh, when I first started being a head coach.
1: Oh, my gosh. she is the, the, one of the best people I've ever met, um, not to mention a phenomenal sportscaster, but a better human if that's possible. Um, so that was my first introduction to you. So now let's introduce you for who you really are. Um, a former quarterback, and 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 I, I wanna, I, I know all these things about you, but it was really cool to kind of put a fine point on these numbers. And I always love doing this with former athletes because I'm sure you know these, but just to kind of read them out loud and see everyone's reactions is so fun for me. <laughs> so um, when you were at Valley State, which is such a cool place, and I can't wait to talk to you about. Um, all of my memories and years there um you were a quarterback to um lots of great athletes um most notably um wide receiver jerry rice when you were there you said more than 50 ncaa division one uh two-way passing records averaged 59 points a gain um in 1984 through 58 touchdowns one season with the delta devils um completed thirteen thousand one hundred twenty-eight yards of uh passing with 148 career touchdowns um where does your head go when you hear all those stats again?
2: Well, I tell you, it's, it's it brings back uh, a lot of great memories. And also, you know, it gives me goofballs, you know, to to even think about uh, some of the things that we accomplished. You know? you know, at the time, it was just having fun. We were just having fun. We weren't thinking about trying to set records. We weren't thinking about, uh, you know, all those accolades that we're getting now. We were just having fun and... and and, and trying to be the best football player, best football team that we possibly could be. Uh, and very fortunate that we were able to set a lot of records, and a lot of those records are still standing now.
1: It's so cool because you and I, when we before we got on, you were talking about your home right now in Itabina, this place that you called home during college. You grew up not far down the road from Itabina. Did you always know you wanted to go to Valley, or how did you decide to go to Mississippi Valley State?
2: Well, actually I knew about Valley, but, uh, I didn't, you know, live in Carrollton, you know, you know, they call us, the, uh, living in the hills. So, you know, when you come down to the Delta, that's kind of down in the flatlands and, and I knew about Valley, but I didn't know that much about Mississippi Valley. Um, I was being recruited, you know, we, we ran the football a lot in high school. And we really wasn't a passing team. Uh, it really got, my uh, uncle, my uncle, uh, my uncle, uh he was the mailman there at Mississippi Valley, and you uh, know he told Coach Cooley about, uh, you know, he had a nephew up in Carrollton that can throw the football and that can play. And I think I kind of got established from that point. But but actually, I was a punter. I was a good punter too. Uh, and at the time, Coach Cooley came and watched his uh, practice, and he watched a couple of games, and you really Willie really Ware um, was the guy. He was our part returner. He was a guy that. Those coolers really was coming after, and and his came ball, we almost came in like a package deal, uh, you know, because we didn't throw the ball as much in high school. I probably threw the ball maybe six, seven times a game, but we had those great running backs in the backfield that could really run, and and uh, and we were just beating up on everybody. But but I could throw, And know. Uh, I think once I got to Mississippi Valley and, and showed Coach that I could throw, he saw me throw the ball, and, and he knew right then that. He has something special.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's funny to hear you talk about it s- with so much humility because you could throw and you threw really well. And then Coach Cooley um, w- was this architect? I mean, and I always heard about him. this this coach who was so revered, um, offensively. Describe how he kind of created this offense around you, and how maybe you kind of helped evolve your passing game because of Coach Cooley? Like, what kind of coach he was?
2: Well, you know, when I first got to Mississippi Valley and, and uh, Coach Cooley, you know, we, we were trying to, you know, run the football at the time, and uh, we we did. And all of a sudden, he just came to practice one day and told us we we're going to try this. And, you know, he said, I will never forget, he said, i tell you what, three guys go to this side and two guys go to the other side. That's, that's not just running without a huddle. We, we looked at Coach Cooley and thought that he was crazy because that was something we, we'd never heard before. Uh, and then we came back and we, Coach Cooley would always tease with the defense and, and ask Coach Thomas at the time, Johnny Thomas, who was the defensive coordinator, how would you line up against this formation? Uh, and I don't think Coach Thomas had an answer. So Coach Cooley, we just kept running that formation and kept running the play. And it was unstoppable. And then coaches decided, I'll tell you, well, let's put four to one side and see how what you line up to that. And, you know, still as players, we looking at him like he was crazy and uh, like, what are you doing? This is never, you know, I never heard this before. Uh, but after we really got into it and we started having fun with it and we experimented with a few more formations and and I uh, experimented with the no huddle and next say, you know, we were running and gunning. and. Uh, no defense would stop. We, you know, we, we, our defense couldn't stop us in practice every day, so we wondered how would that work against an opponent. I and mean, we had an opportunity to run that against an opponent, and we scored 77 points on that first game that we came out. Matter of fact, we scored 86 points on that team, 77 on the next team. So, you know, just thinking about that, when Coach Cooley came up with it, actually we thought that he was crazy, but but come to know that he was—he was a great mind. So,
1: was he the one that gave you the nickname "Satellite" from from there, or how how did that nickname come to be?
2: I think I think that name came from Bo Brown. Bo Brown was the uh, the Coast Cooley playback uh, playback game show. He was uh, the announcer for the uh, football team. Like he said that ball just looked like it just floating in there like a satellite. Um, I think it just kind of was a catch word at first and and then once it kind of used it a few times and it seemed like it just caught on and 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 actually, when you go back and look at my ball' it's it's, it's it' just be high and just hit pit point, so it just started satellite and satellite just started from that
1: and then I think what a lot of people know about. Um, your career and the other end of who you were throwing the ball to is of course esteemed um, wide receiver Jerry Rice. When you were in college, did you I guess first talk about what it was like to play with him and did you know what he was going to be like when it came to his pro career?
2: Well, I mean when we first got there in freshman year, our very first time on the campus when I got to meet him, I knew Jerry before he got to the campus, I Saw him at, you know, we played against. Well, we did play against each other. Uh, he was in a higher class high school, but I remember seeing him at track meets and just how how his his running style and how he was jumping. He was he would jump over the hurdle instead of you know they did scissors. You know, it's a guy that you noticed but had no idea that we were end up at the same school. So uh, the very first day when we got on campus, you know, he he was a guy who wanted to throw the football. We were looking for somebody to throw the ball to, um, and I knew right then it was something different about him because you know as freshmen you you get there you're trying to find out about the school you're trying to learn uh, about the school and learn where to go. You know Jerry wanted to stay outside the dorm and throw the football, mm-hmm. and we just kind of kind of hit off right uh, from that point on, and and then when we got on the football field. It just it just showed that his his determination and how he he cared about the game and. Jerry wasn't the, the, the fastest guy. Uh, he he wasn't the biggest guy, but uh, Coach recruited that year. Uh, he recruited thirty guys. Came in that year. Jerry was the only freshman, true freshman, that played that year. Um, and he redshirted twenty nine of us, uh, and that's how Jerry kind of got ahead of us. We all came there together, but but I knew this freshman year that he made some great catches. And yeah, we we wasn't a really a passing team my freshman year. But I think that freshman year, Jerry caught 37 passes in. I think he made freshman of the year. Uh, and I knew right then that he was gonna be something special just from his his attitude, his approach. Uh he always wanted to be the best, was not the fastest, but when you challenge guys every day, uh you want to race a guy every day. You know, we're looking at Jerry, why do we wanna race, man? That's it's it's our downtime we we just sitting around now. There. There's a lot of gagging around at the door. But Jerry wanted to go out and catch passes. And he wanted to go out and race. And he wanted to go and race you in the parking lot. Uh, I knew right then it was just something special about it.
1: Take me back to the moment you both, or you particularly, found out that the stadium would be named after you. That's so rare. And it has to be so special.
2: Well, it's it, it happened in 1999. uh you know, I, I just take my my head off to the to the president and 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 the people who who were involved in making that happen. You know, little country boy from Carrollton, Mississippi. Uh, you 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 looking at what we had accomplished, and and to be able to have a stadium named after you. That's you know that's that brought tears to my eyes. I, I felt that I had accomplished something that made my my family very, very proud, and also I, I was very uh, appreciative of, of that opportunity to to be granted that award. And I, and I always tell my my children, I have two daughters, and my wife that that whenever you look at that stage, your name is on that on that stage just as well as mine. And same thing I told my brothers and sisters that you know I'm represented the entire family. Uh, that tied name goes a long way, and uh, to have my name on that stage alongside Jerry Rice. You know that's 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 a dream come true.
1: That's so cool and such a cool way to put it too. That it carries on your family's name. I think one of the big things about Mississippi Valley and and also a lot of the SWAC schools that you've coached at um, that I want to touch on and and um, been to as well, um, being at Grambling, is family, right? And it's not just the family you're born into, but the family that you're part of is is part of football um, and beyond. For those who haven't had the experience of playing football or attending or just visiting a SWAC school, will you tell us what it's like? Because I think it's it's so cool, um, and it's such an experience, and it really is something something special.
2: Well, I, I think I think the closeness. Say when you go to a an HBCU, I think you have a tendency to to feel welcome. Uh, it, it gives you more of the, the family atmosphere. Uh, you know, you everybody know everybody. Uh, you know, you very get personal and close with your instructors, uh, and you have a lot of instructors who who want to come back and want to, you know, g- give you that 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 tender love that you need. A lot of times, uh, that's what uh, I think Mississippi Valley uh, gave me that opportunity to to really feel comfortable. You know, sometimes when you go to a large school and sometimes you feel you're just a number. And I think that's kind of what HBCU brings, uh, that closeness, that family atmosphere. and it is, My God, the, you know, the homecoming games, the memories that you that you experience while you're there uh, is so, so very rewarding. It is so touching uh, to be able to go back and, and share those experiences, things that happened to you when you were in college
1: what about what it's like from a player perspective um like you mentioned homecoming the camaraderie the pageantry the bands I mean it's phenomenal what was it like from uh, a player perspective and now as a coach too
2: well it's it's even better now as a coach you know when you you have the opportunity to to come out on that field and, and and now you you share those experiences with your players that the players know that, hey, you know, I want to play just like you did. Um, And to walk out on that field and you see the same type of atmosphere, the same type of response that you get, uh, it's just so heartwarming. uh, And it feels so good. And that's why I try to share with the players. And and as a coach, you feel the same thing. You know, as when I was a player, uh, you know, I always get goofballs right before the the first snap of, uh, of the game. Uh, now, as a coach, when I walk out on that field, I, I get those same goop bumps, and I don't even have to play. Uh, but I just want to make sure, I, as a coach, you want to do the right thing, make sure your players are playing right, make sure your players are doing the, the things that you you have taught them during the week. Uh, it just It's just a good feeling.
1: So what inspired you to get into coaching, and, and what do you hope to instill in, in your players now?
2: Well, I, I guess what... How I got into coaching, I had no idea. You know, when I when I didn't get drafted, uh, you know, my my dream was always to play the National Football League. Uh, you know, even though I, I majored in in health and, and in physical education, um, I had no idea that I was going to go into to to coaching so soon. Um, but my brother, uh, my my oldest brother Roger, he. He kind of inspired me that way. You know, I was, I, when I didn't get drafted, I came back home and I had an opportunity to go with the Canadian League and I came back home and, and I had nothing to do. You know, you sit around home, moping and wondering what happened and, and he told me, hey, you're going to get up out of here, you're going to go to college, you're going to use your degree. So he actually got me in, enrolled at, at Gremlin uh, to go to grad school and once I got to grad school and I talked to Late Coach Eddie Robinson, and he brought me on as a, as a coach, and you know, it kind of started from that point. I kind of got into to it at Grambling, and, and it seemed like that coaching thing was was, was good because I can identify with the players, and I can relate to some of the situations that they were going through, and and that's kind of sparked me to be a coach. And I said, well, let me let me see how this thing going to do, how it's going to turn out. So uh, after I my I got my degree uh, after I got my master's and. And Coach Larry Dorsey offered me a job uh, back at Mississippi Valley as a running back coach. No idea what I was going to do, but he kind of nurtured me and brought me along in in a great memory with Coach Eddie Robinson who kind of gave me that start of how to be a coach. And now I've been coaching 32 years. It's just remarkable how all that took place. Well, you
1: mentioned... All you wanted to do was be in the NFL, and it didn't work out that way. and And, like you said, it it was hard. How did you get through that time? Um, and you had opportunities in other professional leagues, but wasn't necessarily what you'd always envisioned per se. How did you get through that time?
2: Well, it was tough. I mean, it was really tough. I, you know, you know, my junior year, you know, you had people say, "Well, you need to come out because Jerry came out." Uh, that was Jerry's senior year, and I was a year behind Jerry. And, you know, everybody was saying, well, you, you need to come out. Because we were, at the time, we were pretty hot, you know. Rising tide was pretty hot at the time, and, and Jerry in the first round. Um, and everybody was saying, well, you know, you need to come out. But then I had people say, well, you know, if you go back one more year, uh, your opportunity may be even greater. Uh, and and I did. I went back my senior year uh, and played in and. and my senior year was not as great as my, 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 my junior year. You know, I threw for over 5,000 yards my, my, senior, my junior year and came back, and I threw roughly right almost 4,000 yards my senior year. It seemed like there was a little drop off. I don't know if that hurt my opportunity or not. Uh, but when I didn't get drafted, it was, it was devastating. I thought I was the third top quarterback in the nation uh, when I came out my senior year. Uh, Jim Everett and Chuck Long, two quarterbacks ahead of me. Uh, and when I didn't get drafted, I, I'll never forget my, my brother and I we were in Phoenix, Arizona. I was there with my agent uh, and we got passed over. Uh, and I could coach Al Davis at, at the Raiders called my agent uh, that night, even though my agent told me they had gotten drafted in a territory draft with the, the BC Lions of the Canadian Football League. Uh I didn't I didn't know anything about Canadian football. Uh, you know, my, my whole dream was, you know, if Jerry can go in the league, I should go in the league. You know, at the time it, uh and I didn't want to go. And then when Al Davis called and offered me a free agent deal, uh I was so out of it and I was so disappointed that I didn't get drafted. I turned it down and went to the Canadian League, uh, and that's why I started with uh, BC. Uh, and, you know that that was short-lived, and, and uh, it was devastating, though. You know that not to get drafted and knowing that you deserve to be uh, in that in that in that realm with everybody else, and that was my dream to play in the National Football League. It, and uh, it didn't come true, and it was very very devastating. Uh, but my brother, my family, uh, we were able to, to push through it. I went to Canada and played. Uh, didn't really feel the Canadian League. Uh, that's when I came back home after the. Uh, well, I went to Vancouver. And then that's when I went to grad school to start my career with my brother. He was there with me all the time, Roger. And uh, he made me go to grad school. And I hit it. That's how I hit up being a coach. And, you I had an opportunity to to play with Toronto. I left uh, grad school, Bramley, and uh, went to uh, uh, to Toronto uh, with the Argonauts and, and played there. And then, and then when the strike started, they called me to Buffalo. So I had an opportunity to go to Buffalo. And I said, this is it. You know, I got an opportunity to go play in the National Football League. And, and, uh, and I remember Mark Levy telling me, he said, Willick, uh, I, I know – some of the things he did in college, but Jim Kelly is our quarterback. And which I understood that. Jim Kelly had been there, and Jim Kelly was, was the man in Buffalo. And in and, uh, and so many words, he was telling me, you're not going to be the quarterback here. So I had an opportunity to play on the strike though. And then I just kind of got tired of it, that, that hustle and that bustle. And, and I just went on to grad school and got my degree and start coaching.
1: So now that you're Legacy, kind of if you if you think is mostly enshrined as a great college quarterback and um how, how do you want your legacy to be remembered as Willie really Totten, Mississippi Valley quarterback and now coach um what do you see as your as your legacy
2: well uh I, I want to leave a mark on uh these young men to to be the best you can be um and also to to live your dream, whatever that dream may be. If that dream is to be in the National Football League, or if that lead is to get your degree, uh, to make sure you leave that college or that university with your degree, you know, to have something to fall back on. And that's and that's my testament to a lot of players that I talk to now, uh, and I give them that same story about you know I was the top quarterback coming out, uh, but If I had not gotten my degree, there's no telling where I may be today. Very vulnerable when you don't have that. And to get that degree, that's something no one can take away from you. You know you earn that uh, and you use that. And you can be successful not playing in the national football league. And whatever your desire is, you stay with your desire and you you, you live your dream. That dream could be whatever you want it to be.
1: So now, as we've touched on a few times, um, you coached a number of schools right now. Um, just Southern's quarterbacks coach. How has the game for quarterbacks evolved since the time that you were leading the Delta Devils? Um, what's different for quarter- for the game in general?
2: I, I think I think uh, now, um, you know, when I played quarterback um, in. You know, you look at the formations and you look at the things we did uh, as a team, uh, and you know every quarterback wanted to throw the football, uh, and I think we we were ahead of the game because we were really the only team that was throwing the football a lot back then. I think Portland State was throwing the ball a uh, quite a bit at the time too with Neil Lomax, uh, but the quarterbacks now they they is a golden opportunity for you know when I came out it, it, there was not many opportunity for um uh, you know, uh, a black quarterback to to really get an opportunity to play in the National Football League. Uh, you had a few quarterback, black quarterbacks here and there that played during my time before my time, but but now the door is wide open. I think the quarterback now, if you you don't have to shy away from being a quarterback. You know, it's sometime when when you're growing up, you ask yourself, do I want to play quarterback? Everybody want to play quarterback, but but everybody can't play quarterback. So now young, young guys now who playing quarterback really have an opportunity to, to play in the National Football League. So I tell guys, that, and I tell my guys that I, that I coach and that I coach over the years, if you want to be the quarterback, play quarterback. Don't change your position. You know, have the faith that you, you, you can accomplish what you want to accomplish at quarterback because now the door is wide open. The door is wide open for you. To play, just look at the the number of, of black quarterbacks now who play in the National Football League is is almost unheard of. You 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 have a lot of, and they black quarterbacks that play, they, and they are very very successful. So, uh, I think that could have happened uh, during my time if given the opportunity, but the opportunity wasn't there for me at the time. So, the door is wide open now, and, and I tell guys now that that coach take take. Them
0: As a,
1: that's such an, a, a great point that you brought up about black quarterbacks and how many more we're seeing in the NFL now um Willie you're a member of not only the National College Football Hall of Fame but the Black College Football Hall of Fame what was it like finding out that you were a member of those and, and what is it be a member of, of both of
2: those Hall of Fames well it, it just goes back to you know when when I came out of high school, had opportunity to go to Mississippi Valley and and accomplish the things that we accomplished and 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 to have my name uh, on the stadium, uh, then when my name was called to go into the the national uh, the the, uh, the college Hall of Fame and and also in the in the Black College Hall of Fame is, it was almost like a dream come true, you know. I didn't get an opportunity to to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish in the National Football League, but I had an opportunity to to be among some of the greatest players to ever play the game in, in the College Football Hall of Fame and also in the in the Black College Football Hall of Fame. You know, to to be rewarded those two and also I'm I'm, I'm in seven Hall of Fames. Uh, that that is that is remarkable, and you know I, I look at myself and. How I grew up and and where I came from to to be in such an elite group uh, among the uh, top players that ever played the game, you know that just just make what I did at Mississippi Valley all worthwhile. Uh, and and I wouldn't change it for, for nothing in the world to have an opportunity to stand uh, alongside some of the greatest players to ever play the game.
1: Do you have a game that sticks out to you as a really fond memory or a special game, a fun game?
2: Well, that, I, that, that game, uh, it would have to be Jackson State. In, in 1984, when we played Jackson State, uh, we hadn't beaten Mississippi Valley, hadn't beaten Jackson State in over 20, 26 years. Mm-hmm. And to be the first quarterback to to walk in that stadium in Memorial Stadium and beat Jackson State, and we beat them convincingly, you know. And we had been playing and beating before we got to Jackson State, and you know that's a that's a big rivalry game. And people were talking yeah. that there's no way that we were going to be able to beat Jackson. And we walked in there, we beat Jackson, and you know, you know, I, I think that's it. That would have to be the most memorable game for me. Uh, and we and we did a parade around the stadium. So, <laughs> the stadium. I want that. I mean, that's... That's that was a big, big, big win for Mississippi Valley, and it was a big win for Archie Cooley too. to To see him, he graduated from Jackson State, and to be the coach to go back to beat Jackson State, and you know that made made it all worthwhile.
1: What was the score of that one?
2: Uh, that game was fifty three to forty two.
1: Wow. Okay, and who were or who is? I, I feel like I know the answer to this, but. Um, Someone that you you played with, whether it was when you did play professionally um, or college, that sticks out? Um, I, I feel like we might have talked about the one person, but anyone else who sticks out as um, someone really neat that you played with, someone um, really special that you, you got to team up with or play against during your playing career?
2: Well, I, I, I tell you just, you know, I, I have to take my hat off to, to pretty much all of my, of my teammates that I played with, you know, I know that Jerry and I, we get most of all the accolades. And, and you know, you look at the other four or five receivers that I had, all those guys were great. I mean, Jerry was the top guy. Uh, but you had Joe Thomas, you had Cleo Armstrong, you had Ronald Hill. Uh, you know, those guys could really, really play. Also, Curtis Lennon, those guys could really, really play. Uh, you know, I – I had fun memories with those guys too. Um, I, I guess guys that that I played against and I've, I've, I've grown to to uh, have fun with now since we we played against each other with Jackie Walker, uh, Jackie Walker, the linebacker at Jackson State, and you know when we when we meet each other now and talk now, we talk about that time and how we beat Jackson and and, and he he always give me the the accolade, the man. We, I was trying my best to get to you. You know, he, he said some old choice yeah. words as well. But, but <laughs> over the years, we we've been friends, and we're friends to this day. And and uh, he's one of the guys that I remember the most because we just always talk trash to each other.
1: yeah oh, they that that means that means you really get along with them. Somebody who who you can tease. My dad always says that if they tease you, you're close. Um, yes. Willie. I think one of the, I I only lived there for a a couple years, but I know how special the Mississippi Delta is because I felt at home really quick and I moved there from Fort Lauderdale, which is a big city. And the Mississippi Delta is small, but mighty because everyone takes you in so quickly. You mentioned this at Mississippi Valley State. Um, People are so kind and they treat you like family and um, that's the entire Delta. So for people who listen to this and and it's Itabina, it's Greenville, it's Greenwood, it's Cleveland. Um, you coached at Cleveland in Cleveland, too. Describe this place for people who don't know, the, the entire Mississippi Delta, what it's like, why you love to call it home, why you move back, um, why it's so special to you.
2: Well, you you have to understand the Delta. I mean, you know, you talking about uh, going to Mississippi Valley, had opportunity to go to to other, other universities. Uh, but what I what I knew that Delta was going to be my home, and and you know I would worked at Valley for so long. Uh, my wife and I we we stayed here. We we I bought a house uh, here near the campus, and 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 the people are so warm here. I mean, when you you can feel it, you can you can kind of tell when people are genuine, when people are, are real. Uh, and we had opportunity to to a my house, my wife, my, my girls, they grew up here. And, and no matter where you go in the Delta, and, and the things that I accomplished at Mississippi Valley seem like everybody know you. Uh, it's like no place I can go in the Delta. I feel that I'm a stranger. Uh, if people heard of the name, they never seen the face. Uh, if they heard the name, they always walk up to me, and talk about a game that they went to, uh, a game that they, they, they witnessed. That I played and, and it's just just so dear to me to to call the Mississippi Delta home and, and matter of fact I still live here even though I, I coach in, uh, in at Southern but I still come home here to the Delta when I have spare time.
1: What is it going to be like when Valley and Southern? I mean, you're all, you're always rooting for Valley, right? Or, or how, what do you always. do when they go? Yeah.
2: <laughs> always I tell you what I've been. I've been at have I've been at several schools and had an opportunity to compete against Mississippi Valley and and I, I you know and coming up to that game I always have mixed emotions knowing that I work at when I was at Alabama A and M we played them uh, knowing that we had an advantage A and M but but when we cross that line that that we were competitors uh, that goes out of the window you know my my job. Is to to put the best my be put my best foot forward uh, to be whoever you are who, who cross in front of me. So uh, after the game, you know it's, it is what it is, and, and I have been very very successful against Mississippi Valley, being at other schools, but Valley will always be dear to my heart uh, until we I play against it. I root for for Valley and. Uh, where they where they playing other opponents, uh, wishing well because I know sometimes it's hard. It's hard for those coaches to really rally, to really get those players, and they can get the players to play. But there's always something missing where we fall short. Uh, and, I, and I understand their 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 frustration. I understand that they're working hard at, at Valley, and sometimes they don't always turn out the way they wanted to. But but that's just a part of being where you are and making the best of where you are. So uh, That always will be dear, but when we do play them at Southern, I'm going to try to score 100 points on them like I did when I was a player. So that's not going to be short of that. We're going we gonna to do what we have to do to win the football game.
1: Still got that competitive edge, y'all. Um, so now you're heading to Baton Rouge. Did I recall that one of your daughters or both of your daughters is an athlete?
2: Well, most of them. Both of my daughters played. Uh, my oldest daughter, she played at uh, Alabama A&M, where she graduated from there. She played basketball. She was a point guard at Alabama A&M. Um, Baby girl, she she also she played uh, at UAPB, University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. And also, she finished her last season at Gram. So... Uh, we kinda had to have those ties. I, I got a, a Masters from Gramlin. My daughter just received her Masters from Gramlin and my oldest daughter received her Masters from Mississippi Valley. So uh, so I got love on both sides. I got love from, from, from Valley and I got love from Gramlin as well. So yeah, both of them doing very well. I'm very, very proud of them. Uh, you know, the most important thing is they left they left school, dead free. Uh, that, that's the most important thing.
1: That is that is amazing. And, um, what, what also is really cool that we've touched on is just the support and, and just kind of the overlap. What's really cool is for all of these SWAC schools, right? Like that they all have great programs and that you can cheer on all of them. And, you know, you're, you're still loyal to, to Valley, but, um, really neat that you're able to see them play, right? No matter where you're coaching or, um, where you're living at the time. Cause I, I, I feel like, and I, I hope I'm not making this up. I feel like I must have seen one of your daughters play basketball, if my dates aren't wrong. Um, and I want to say it was UAPB, which is Arkansas Pine.
2: Oh, Bo- he's my or, youngest or, first girl, my youngest yeah. daughter. You know, being in the Delta, uh, you know, Stephen Robinson, he he did an outstanding job of cover the coverage yeah. and covering her when she played and uh, when she was at at uh, Pine Bluff and. Also, when she was at Grambling, we did a couple of stories uh, from the Delta, daughter, father, daughter uh, deal. Uh, you probably got to see her when she was playing.
1: It sounds right. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast just talking about Steven. So we will have to send this to him when it when it goes live. Um, and that's a, a fitting way. Well, actually, um, last last thing before we let you go. Everything. I One question I ask every guest is what is the best piece of advice? you've ever received?
2: Uh, it would have to be uh, Coach Cooley, uh, the advice that he gave me. And, you know, coming from a winning program in in high school, which I only lost three football games from the seventh grade to the twelfth grade, and coming to Mississippi Valley, who was losing, uh, that was something that was hard for me. You know, I, I remember walking in his office and, and telling Coach Cooley that, that this is something that I want to do. I was going to quit, uh, and Coach Cooley looked at me, told me, "Say if you quit now, you'll quit for the rest of your life." Uh, and I and I really took that to heart, uh, and I didn't quit. And uh, look what happened today. I'm I'm considered as a legend in the Delta. Uh, accomplished a lot of uh, things at Mississippi Valley, and, uh, and and that's my advice. And I use that same advice right now with. When guys are having a hard time, I tell, go back and tell them exactly what Coach Cooley told me: If you quit now, you quit for the rest of your life. So, I didn't quit and I stayed with it, uh, and get things happen when you when you stay with it. That, that's what I tell my daughters. Uh, my daughter, one of my daughters, wanted to quit playing basketball, and I told her the exact same thing: uh, If you quit, you'll be quitting for the rest of your life. She didn't quit. Now she's a she's a basketball coach. I try to pass it on as that go.
1: Following in her father's footsteps as a player to coach. And um, I think we've come full circle too, right? Because you mentioned um, you're a legend, and that's how we started, right? A bona fide legend. Um, I, I love that phrasing. And I think it's really cool to em- embrace that too. Um, one of my former guests was like, we should embrace our accomplishments. Um, and it, it, I think that's really powerful, right? Because there's something powerful in being humble, but also powerful in embracing the things that you worked really hard for. And that's what you did and what you preach to your players and to your family as well. So, um, coach Tyne, it's been a pleasure to have you, um, to connect with you and to kind of reminisce, um, from, from the other side here. So thank you so much for your time. And, um, hopefully we'll get to connect and uh, I'll, I'll have to make a visit to the Delta and we'll be cheering you on, um, as you uh, lead Southern University,
2: I appreciate you, and uh, and and I always like to kind of share my story, and, and you gave me an opportunity to to talk about some things that I like, some things that I don't, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Coach. <laughs>